that's life. Like we're, we're not going to be happy all the time. We're not supposed to be like Mm -hmm. to embrace my sadness and embrace the experience, be like, Oh, okay. So what am I getting out of this? What am I learning from this? I'm, I'm grateful. I can just feel this feeling. It's a beautiful feeling to feel this way. But then again, the tools to not like stay on that train for too long. It's easy to get lost in today's music industry with constantly changing technology and where anyone with a computer can release their own music. But I'm gonna share with you why this is the best time to be an independent musician and it's only getting better. If you have high quality music, but you just don't know the best way to promote yourself so that you can reach the right people and generate a sustainable income with your music, we're gonna show you the best strategies that we're using right now to reach millions of new listeners every month without spending 10 hours a day on social media. We're creating a revolution in today's music industry, and this is your invitation to join me. I'm your host, Michael Walker. All right, so I'm super excited to be here today with Wendy Parr, who is a holistic artist coach, and uh, really she focuses on one, like artist branding and also vocal coaching, and she's an award-winning songwriter, collaborated with Grammy and Academy Award-winning artists. Uh, Like, you may have probably heard maybe a few of these, like Sarah Borelli's, Regina Spector, A Great Big World, for when they, like, took them from pre-Grammy to Grammy. And she herself is an artist who has a song that was featured on the Grammy-winning soundtrack for Sunblock Millionaire. And just an overall badass of a human being. <laughs> and even before, like we started this, this conversation, like literally we started this conversation before we clicked record on the on the interview, and we just had like a really great conversation leading into this. So one of the things that she really focuses on, is she has something called Artist Circle, which is an interactive event where different types of creators come together to connect and network and collaborate with each other. And it sounds like there's a lot of really amazing exercises that you do with like playful, motivating conversations, meditations that allow you to cut deeper than the surface level that a lot of us communicate on. And today, specifically, I thought that it would be really valuable to focus on her expertise, which is really around the mindset of being an artist and expressing yourself and your brand and your values. So, Wendy, thank you so much for taking the time to to be here today and, and to share some of what you've learned. I'm so glad to. Thank you so much. Yeah, I, I'm very grateful. I get to work with really special people and we, we find each other, they find me. And, and certainly I think that because of the kind of person I am, you know, if I'm the fit for you, like we're, that's where we're vibing in that authentic space. When I worked, for example, with Sarah Bareilles, the first session I have with everyone is called Foundation. It, it now has a name because I lead it as a group workshop as well and, and a, a course. And it's really that root of my philosophy of authenticity being the core of creativity and that I want to help artists live in their joy, stay in that, like that reason why you picked up a hairbrush and sang into the mirror or that first time you picked up a guitar, like, oh, this, I love this. This makes me feel good. And when you become a professional, when it becomes a career, it's very easy actually to lose that feel good feeling because we get overcome with the business side of things or the selling of things. And and I'm not talking about selling out. I'm just talking about our focus can really shift and we lose the joy because we've we've lost the focus of why we make music. Mm -hmm. So in that first session in foundation, I have a conversation with the artist before we really start singing. We're going to sing a little, like I'm going to let the artists I work with when we meet, like I'm going to show you how I'm going to help you vocally without a doubt. Like, let me give you a taste of that. So you know where we're going. Right. But I'm also going to have that conversation so that I really get to know who you are and what matters to you. And you get to know how we're going to work together in a very holistic way, because it is like, it's not quote in your head. Right. It's not like, oh, you know, it's all in your head. You're, you're, you're making a mess for yourself. It's not a blame game like that, but it is our focus. Like what we focus on is what we grow. So if we're focused in the joy and the gratitude and the passion and the pleasure of what we do, 
we're going to build our business around that energy and around that, keeping that focus. And it gets more specific than that. Like I really help break down what's getting in your way, like why you're in your head and we're going to eliminate that. Right. Cause again, as, as the pressure to do well and succeed gets greater and greater, if we focus on doing well and succeeding, we really eliminate that joy. And I say thank you to Sarah because when we worked together, it was on a, on her Brave or when she was touring, right before she toured solo with her single Brave. And I was having this conversation with her. And at the time I said to her, there's a piece of my philosophy here that I haven't found yet. Like I know that it's incomplete, but I haven't, I haven't found it yet. And she actually gave me a piece of it. And I asked her like, how do you connect with the audience? What, how, how do you take us on the emotional ride with you? And she said, well, I invite them in. I was like, that's it. That's, that's the language I was missing. Thank you. So it's like, Sarah helped me, you know, get a completion on my own philosophy, which was really beautiful. It was a great co-creation right there. Um, that's she, super she's, cool. Yeah, she's wonderful. And, and as you mentioned, A Great Big World, we went from Ian's first voice lesson to a Grammy. And I, I actually scholarship them for many years. I really believe in them as artists. And, um, you know, that's part of, of life as well as like giving back. And I'm still looking at for all my events that I do, we give a percentage to charity and that can be uh, some, it's the you know, LGBTQ groups, it's musicians and artist groups, it's women of color. Um, so I, I rotate different charities that I really appreciate and I want to support. But similarly in my own life, like I, I've given scholarships to artists and been supportive. But again, I know the next key thing for me is where is the big, bigger give back? Like as I grow this, my community, as I bring people together, how can we, you know, I'm not sure yet. I don't know what it looks like yet, but how can I bring people to action and really give back in a, in a big way? So that's, mm. that's my next, that's my next curiosity and endeavors discovering that. Beautiful thing to be curious about too. I feel like every single person that I've talked to that has achieved a level of success, like you have always has this this level of focus that's about how can I serve in the biggest possible way? Like that's the big question that they're that they're curious about, that they're asking. And so I think it's not a coincidence that you've been able to accomplish what you have. And that's like the main focal point that you're trying to figure out right now is how can I serve yeah. in, in the biggest way? Absolutely. You know, that's really interesting you say that. I've listened to a podcast, How I Built This, which I really enjoy. And it's about entrepreneurs who have massive companies, like massive financially successful companies. But now I'm sure they curate who they're uh, speaking to, but that was a common thread I found as well, that people weren't trying to, they weren't setting out to make money. They were setting out to serve, to, that there was a need, that there was something they were passionate about. You know, one guy, his best friend, he thought just makes the best yogurt. Everyone should have this yogurt. And he went and he like went to the ends of the earth. Like he was standing in a warehouse of water, but he was like, we're going to fix this because everyone's got to taste your yogurt. Right. And, and anyway, so that, again, I, I, I really appreciate that it was very inspired listening to people, you know, going through the ups and downs of entrepreneurship, but it was, I think that serving is important when I work with artists and in my course, the ride, which is a very deep dive for advanced artists that are like, they know who they are now. How do I want to bring this out in the world? How does this translate into my, my look and my branding and my persona on stage? This is, again, we talked about that first lesson to a Grammy. It's something that takes seven to 10 years to really discover who am I and how do I, how does that play out on stage? How does that play out in my logo? How does that play out in my look? And, and some stuff happens internally and then some stuff has to be discovered in public. Like you don't know until you're serving it up. 
So I created the ride to hopefully distill that seven to 10 years. Let's shrink that a little bit because if we can get clear about who we are, what our passions are, and the bigger one is what our purpose is. If you're just in it for yourself, you're not going to be inspired every day to just serve yourself. Like that selfishness won't get you there. A career in music, a career in anything is, is such a challenge. You want to be a brain surgeon? That's a tough road. You want to be a musician? That can be a tough road. Like it's all, nothing's going to be like handed to you. So you better love what you're doing and be super motivated. And I think that serving a greater purpose is 100% going to be more motivating than serving your ego. And you may or may not be aware of it when you start that you're motivated by something greater, but there's something you want to say to people. There's a way you want to touch people. There's a message that you want to give that maybe you weren't given. You know, the my philosophy of helping artists be fulfilled comes from the pain I experienced as an artist of losing it, right? Where I had mentors that like just, I my heart was locked up and my voice was out here singing really, quote, good, but my heart was so far away from and disconnected from what I was singing. So the pain of that led me to be the coach that I am. Right. So a hundred percent, I don't want other people to go through what I went through. I don't want people to be, you know, marred by perfectionism. And I also found in coaching that when I started coaching, how much I loved it because I was more interested in working with people than putting myself out on tour. Like my energy was going here. I'm like, you love this. This is really fulfilling to you. Like you feel really good helping other people like soar more, have, you know, get their goals as a vocalist. I'm like you, you dig this. Cause you're not putting the energy into that anymore. You know, so recognizing that is really important. So recognizing for the artist, like what really lights my fire? What, what do I want to say? To, and, then, and then what's my unique way of saying it? Like there's a 700 billion love songs and there's still room for more. Mm. You know, how do you, how, what does love mean to you? And how do you want to talk about it? Because we need, we need your voice. Each person's voice is really unique, but we have to find the way to engage that and let go of trying to be like somebody else, trying to be, quote, cool. That's how we end up with a lot of singers. Like Regina, she came out and she's very unique. And then you get a bunch of singers that sound a lot like her, following her for the next couple of years because, oh my God, first we emulate what we admire. And that's that's not bad. Every singer learns that way. But then we have to learn how to let go of the imitation and emulation to bring our own voice out. And I think a lot of people feel, oh, I'm, I'm not interesting enough, or I'm, that won't interest people. I'm afraid I'm going to bore people. But nah, your, your uniqueness is actually what's special. You hiding yourself or trying to be like someone else is not. That's, that's the disconnect. So the more we can get into who you really are and sharing that, the better. So good. Yeah, I got goosebumps as you as you're talking. Um, it, so it reminds me of a conversation I just had with my mom last night. We started doing these like on Monday nights. We have Mom Mondays, and we like go for a walk and, and talk. I love and, that. And, and one thing that that we were talking about last night was she was telling me about a quote from Mark Twain that was really related to what you just said. Uh, something I forget the exact words or the phrases that he used, but he said the message was that there's nothing truly unique exactly. Like everything is repurposed energy. There's nothing new. It's just, it's all repurposed patterns. So it's kind of taking something that's already there and then, then reworking it. You know, being being okay with having influences and realizing that, you know, that part of who you are is both a unique expression of it, but it was also, you know, it came from from something else as well. We were all influenced by something. 100%. Um, we're also all made of the same stardust. We are mm -hmm. all made of the same thing. So when mm -hmm. someone's like, oh, you remind me of so-and-so, 
there's a shimmer of something in you that they have as well. Mm. And that's a beautiful thing. It's, but it's also a combination. Like speaking of music, we're all using the same notes. We're all using, we all have access to or pretty much the same instruments, right? And if you, if you expose yourself to India, for example, I love the music of India. I had sitar in some of my songs. I, I made a record that uh, is, hasn't made its way in the world yet. It's, I, again, I stopped being an artist pursuing, putting myself out as an artist. But I made this beautiful record that was a pop record, a Western record, but with Indian influences and sound. I'm a huge fan of Indian music. So if I bring the sitar into my music, I've now created a recipe that's unique, right? It's not going to be Indian because I'm not, and that's not my lifelong influence of music, but how does that play instead of a guitar in my music? So we all have the same melodies, we all, or notes we're picking from, and create different melodies. Same chords, how do you put them together? All the instruments, how do you, which ones are you picking to put in where? And it, it, I think of it like cooking. A pancake is a crepe, is a tortilla, is a naan, is Tef. If we go around the world, you'll find that a version of that everywhere, but mm. based on the culture, the spices, the available ingredients, it varies, mm. right? But it's totally. essentially all the same thing. Um, but how, then how do you do it, right? And, and then you go to a restaurant that you love because, oh my gosh, it's Korean and French fusion. And oh, I love the way this person's mixed this together. And that's music, that's art. We're, we're using everything that's out there, plus your personal flavor, taste, joy, creativity, vision. You know, it, that's what's remarkable about it. Mm, I love that. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like, you know, how really like all of us have come from two different parents who come together and they give birth to a new being that is both its own individual expression, but also has genetics from each, each parent. So it's both something that comes from something else, but it's also, it's, it's new. So true. Like one, you walk like one of your parents, probably you watch them walk and then you learn to walk. I remember watching my cousin walk in front of my big cousin, you know, she was like three and they had the same exact body movement in the walk. I'm like, Oh, wow. <laughs> Mm, it's kind of like that, I forget like what company it is, but they have a commercial where it's like, you know, what we can't prevent is you becoming your parents. <laughs> like it shows a bunch of examples where it's like them, like <laughs> doing the parent like things. Um, That's so true. It is. It is. So, so I know, gosh, you, I know that you've, you have a ton of experience. Whenever I'm having a conversation with someone like you, it's so easy to, to just kind of peel back the onion because there's, it's just, it's so much, you know, mastery that it's like literally you, you can't help, but just like exude wisdom, which is awesome. Very so kind. granted that that's where you're coming from. I'm sure that you've noticed that there's probably a very similar patterns, like from the artists who first come to you when you first start working with them, a lot of them probably are struggling with similar types of, of issues that kind of manifest in different ways. What are some of the biggest um, challenges or patterns that you see music artists struggling with when, when they first come to you? That's a great question. Um, yes. So back to foundation, the, the conversation I have is asking, you know, what people really love about what they do and then what they don't love, what gets in the way, what's where their head goes, what stresses them out. And the answers are 100% the same from everybody from all around the world. And I think it goes to the similarities humans have. And then you distill that to creatives and we get more similarities. Then you distill that to singers, you get more similarities. As humans, I think that we are more similar than we are dissimilar or more than different. But the differences is also where it's beautiful. Mm -hmm. So our similarities really connect us 
and the differences make those special qualities and, and differences. So yes, so similar. <laughs> um, similar on the creative side and then similar on the business side, right? Like how do I put a team together? How do I build my fan base? How do I, like, do I, what, what kind of content do I create? You know, that's a lot of the business side of things. How do I do this all myself? Because you're going to do it yourself for a long time. You're going to do it yourself until, until what you're doing resonates so much with people that, that business people say, ooh, you're really, you've got a community, you have a fan base because what you're doing is authentic. What you're doing resonates. It's reaching people. But, you know, as an artist, you're a small business. So when your small, small business is attractive to a bigger business, that's when they'll come, a manager or a label. That's when they'll be knocking on your door. But you really, it's so strange. I mean, you really do need to do everything yourself right now, which, you know, artists are not marketing people. However, very successful artists have often been great marketing people, not great artists necessarily, right? You don't have to have the biggest amount of talent, but you can market yourself well. But again, it also doesn't matter how much talent you have. What matters is how you communicate to people, right? So if you have a huge range, but you're boring, it's irrelevant. If you've got three raspy notes to your name and you're making me cry, you're going to have an audience, so put them together, have a great range with a cool vocabulary that you can play with and you move me. Oh, now you're, now you're really rock and roll, right? So skills are important, but they're only important to serve the expression, to serve the artist communicating and, and, and having an effect on the audience. So yeah, this, the, the similarities are huge. You know, artists want the ability to say what they want to say. They want an audience that they can say it to. They want to have fun doing what they do and feel connected to it and nerves and fears. I think a base human fear that is like a core problem for all human beings. Uh, and my conclusion is based on my conversations and experiences with artists is not feeling good enough. I'm, I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy. And somewhere in our lives, everybody has had an issue with worthiness there somewhere in it shows up in relationship or it shows up here there's or in a few places and the truth is you're born you're worthy we're, we're human so we have frailty we're human so we have uh fear but your soul your spirit who you are is worthy and um, i truly believe if we address that and find our core worth that everything you know blooms from there our our ability to succeed blooms from there so yeah, worthiness and, and loving yourself is a great part of how you succeed in the world. Um, and I don't mean succeed just like you'll be a success. I, there'll be greater peace and happiness and fulfillment in your life because no matter what your success is, that's not your validation. But I also think you can have greater success because you value yourself, right? Mm -hmm. So that plays out in what you say yes to and what you say no to and how you get paid for something or you don't or where you're willing. Yeah. I'm putting in my time sweat here because I believe, cause I'm, I'm worth it. So now I'm going to, I'm going to put in the work cause I'm worth it. And what I have to say is worth sharing. So I, I think that that's really key. The, the bottom line of feeling worthy and where artists get confused is asking the audience to give them their worth or ticket sales, your worth or Spotify streams, your worth. Now, those are business numbers, and they reflect if your message is coming across authentically. If it is authentic, it's a reflection of marketing skills sometimes, right? Like, how come my numbers aren't up? Well, you know, that algorithm is keeping you from, from people from seeing you. That's, that's not just what you're selling, right? So there's the, there's the what you got artistically, and then there's the business side of it. Those, those are different components. But when you ask your audience to validate you, when applause means, oh, I'm good, I'm good. 
that's when we're in trouble because it's not an audience's job to validate the artist. It's the artist's job to move and emotionally affect the audience. Mm. Applause is not, you're worthy, you're great. Applause is, you're doing your job. I'm feeling so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh my gosh, you're taking me somewhere. I'm having a good time or I'm crying or I'm enraged. And applause is an indication that you're doing your job. And we don't want it to be a, a source of validation. You're, you're bigger and better than your voice. Uh, you're so much more than that. This is just the vehicle that you get to share and touch people with, which is so beautiful and so powerful. It's a responsibility and a privilege because you're really healing people and affecting people. And that's, that is a privilege and a responsibility. Oh, what's up, guys? So quick intermission from the podcast so I can tell you about an awesome free gift that I have for you. I wanted to share something that's not normally available to the public. They normally reserve for our $5,000 clients that we work with personally. This is a presentation called Six Steps to Explode Your Fan Base and Make a Profit with Your Music Online. And specifically, we're going to walk through how to build a paid traffic and automated funnel that's going to allow you to grow your fan base online and the system's designed to get you to your first $5,000 a month with your music. We've invested over $130,000 in the past year to test out different traffic sources and different offers and really see what's working best right now for musicians. And so I think it's gonna be hugely valuable for you. And so if that's something you're interested in, in the description, there should be a little link that you can click on to go get that. And uh, the other thing I wanna mention is, you know, if you wanna do us a, a huge favor, one thing that really makes a big difference early on when you're creating a new podcast is if people click subscribe, then it basically lets the algorithm know that this is something that's new and noteworthy and that uh, people actually wanna hear. And so that'll help us reach a lot more people. So if you're getting value from this and you get value from the free trainings, then if you want to do us a favor, I'd really appreciate you clicking the subscribe button. All right, let's get back to the podcast. Wow, that's <laughs> so, so good. I, I love how you just took this conversation, literally just drilled it into like the core need of, or the biggest issue or block for us as humans in that feeling of, of not enough, not being good enough worthiness. And gosh, I mean, how do people reprogram themselves to not have to rely on validation or external validation? And to like, where, where does that come from? You know, that's, that's something that almost, I don't know if I've talked to a single human being who doesn't, <laughs> who doesn't have that core, that feeling like where they achieve something, they give it successful. Then it's like, well, okay, what now? And what's next? And not enough. And it's kind of growing. Right. Like where, where does that, where but does that come that, from? That can, also, that can also be something else. So not feeling worthy can drive you. That's that's not a bad thing, right? It's driving you. But again, I think to be driven by your joy and passion and to be driven by fear are very different life experiences. So I mm. want to help people be driven by their joy and passion and purpose yeah. instead of fear and pain. But what you also just said was, oh, okay, I accomplished this, what's next? That's also the human, like the human spirit of like resilience. We want to like, let, oh, I, I, life is, oh, let's do more of this cool thing, right? And it's also the creative mind. The creative mind is always like breaking things, something down, building, but oh, how would I read? You know, you could walk into a room and be like, I would put the couch over there and I, instead of this music, I'd play this music. Like, I think that's the creative mind as well. That's constantly building, creating, you know, wants to create a, an atmosphere or something. And so for that, it's very important there's an exercise I, I like to suggest everybody does in the morning you practice gratitude mm. so you make a gratitude list in the morning of 10 things you're grateful for and they can be i'm grateful for my morning coffee 
I'm grateful for my friends to, again, it's not all about like career success. What are you grateful for? And at the end of the day, a self-appreciation list where you can just appreciate 10 things about yourself that day. And some of them can be, you know, oh, I reached out to that mentor that I really want to talk to. I fed myself lunch. Like how many people, like we skip a meal because we're just so into what we're doing. Cool, we're really into it. But at the same time, you might be not taking care of yourself. So acknowledging that I, I took care of myself, acknowledging I made a boundary, whatever that is. Because again, as creatives, we're driving towards big goals. And when you climb one mountain, you start another mountain and you feel like you're at the bottom again, but it's a whole new mountain. So it's very important to recognize like, oh, I just climbed that mountain. Let me, let me don't forget that. Let me remember that. And that can build the confidence and strength to start this new climb. Um, so I think self-appreciation is very important to acknowledge, you know, I'm definitely someone I, I'm making lists now, which I never did, but I, I physically make lists and I check things off. So I recognize, oh, no, you actually did a lot today because there's always so much more to do. <laughs> Mm. right and we can feel like that's endless and then we feel like we're not accomplishing anything you go oh no no look look you did all these things today that's actually a lot and just mm. just aim for three to five maximum five things to do each day and you know do them fully do them wholeheartedly you don't get to something it goes put it on thursday you know or you have i have an idea oh i need to do that yes but that's not a priority for the deadline i have okay that goes on my list of things to do i'll talk about that i'll look at that next week or even next month Yes, I want to do it. I'm getting it out of my head and on paper or on my you know, work business app. But seeing those check marks make, really helps because I'd be the same. I'd be like, oh, I haven't done anything. And there's so much to do. And there is. But look at what you've actually accomplished. The other thing you, you mentioned, you asked though about how do we address that? And you really said it. You said, how do we reprogram? Because it is a programming. Our brains have patterns. You know, that's what I do with singing. I help someone change the way they're using the muscles and the voice to create a new pattern and for that, we have to change the brain waves. And it's, it's very fascinating. You can see where like the body wants to, no, I, I'm used to this thing. But once we start doing something that feels better, there comes a time when the body's like, oh, I can't even do that old thing anymore. That shit hurts. Mm. That, that hurts, that thing I was doing for so long. But mm. for in the beginning, it will hang on to it. It'll want to because it's familiar. Mm. So we do what's weird. We do what's uncomfortable, what's unfamiliar for a minute. So we do something that's people will say is hard or uncomfortable. And I'm like, it's just new and unfamiliar. We do that enough times till it becomes familiar, then it becomes more comfortable. And then it becomes, oh, it feels good. I'm strong at it, more confidence. Oh, this feels better than the other thing, right? So similar for the brain for worthiness, right? There's um, my website, I have a recommendation page with books and films and cool things for some of it is exactly for this, changing patterns and inspiration for music and like, oh, this is a really inspiring movie. Check it out. Joe Dispenza specifically has incredible meditations, but it's called uh, Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself, How to Lose Your Mind and Build a New One. Hmm. And he has wonderful meditations to help you reprogram the patterns, right? On my website, there's I have some links to people that I think are really, really effective at what they do. And one of them is Wayne. He's a healer and he's an energetic healer. So he helps you get to those patterns and break them. Get And it's like, Instead of 10 years of therapy, it's like an hour of shifting. And I've worked with him personally. I've seen well over 60 people that I've recommended work with him. And I've seen their lives change. Anxieties shift and disappear and um, breakthroughs happen. So personally, I, I work with him and he's part of my support system for people because I've seen how effective he is. And I am. like I'm gratefully not the same person. I don't make the same choices I used to make. Thank goodness. 
and still growing, still evolving, right? I, I, I can't say I'm Buddha and like, oh, I love myself in every way. I'm not there yet. And I don't know if I will be this lifetime, but I'm, I strive to be a person who is kind and have tools to help me through things that are challenging and struggling because that's life. Like we're, we're not going to be happy all the time. We're not supposed to be. Like mm-hmm. to embrace my sadness and to embrace the experience, be like, oh, okay. So what am I getting out of this? What am I learning from this? I'm, I'm grateful. I can just feel this feeling. It's a beautiful feeling to feel this way. But then again, the tools to not like stay on that train for too long. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's so good. So, so it sounds like on a certain level, you know, it's, it's important to like, there's that feeling of not enoughness, you know, something that's, that's something that's almost a part of the human condition. And that as part of the, the grow, like the, the joy of life is really the growth and kind of experimentation and, and becoming, but the energy through which you kind of express yourself is really important. And so Gratitude is a really powerful tool for, mm-hmm. you know, for really reflecting and acknowledging the progress you are making. Because otherwise, it's like it's like a Facebook newsfeed where it's like it keeps scrolling and just it never ends. Like yeah. it's just gonna keep <laughs> it's gonna keep coming and coming. There's a limitless amount of to do. So it's, so you really do. And I, I loved what you said too about really narrowing it down to like five things. Like if you narrow it down to like the top five things to accomplish every day, and then you do those things, then you're gonna be way further ahead than if you had. 550 things and they're all you know scattered and it was hard to keep keep track of for sure when i lived in bombay i, I actually it was a uh, shabana azmi she's a she was a very inspiring person in my life she's an amazing bollywood actually not just bollywood she's a an actress from she starred in like the first what would be equivalent to our indie films in india and she's a member of parliament she's an amazing woman and she said it in bombay she's like oh you can do one thing every day in bombay because the traffic is so big like there's so she's like if you have to go somewhere for something just plan on one thing a day and whereas like in new york you know i would get so much done right and then i got to india and was like oh no you can't actually do that here so it was wonderful for me because it helped india helped me slow down and appreciate a lot of things it, it shifted it definitely shifted a lot so I, I would bring my new york attitude to india to like boom 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 but then i'd also bring my india experience back to new york to be like i'm not gonna over schedule myself so hard i'm going to do things each day that really fulfill me so my yoga class or you know my spin class whatever it is i can't cut that out of my life like that has to be i have to feed myself so it was learning that oh, right feed myself and give back and do my work, feed myself and give, right? But that that was very funny because in Bombay, it was like, you can get one thing done. In- <laughs> and so I went from like doing 20 things in New York to a few in India and then finding a balance back in New York to like, um, and I still like, I have a lot of energy. I get, I do a lot in a day and it can still feel like I didn't do enough because that list is long, but it's also, you know, my, my girlfriend, had, <sighs> I was gonna I was gonna make a joke and say well, she makes me she doesn't make me she's really helping me like have a better balance of life because it's like nope the computer is off now I'm like I want to sit and have dinner with her I want to just converse with her I want to hang out I want to I want my time in my life with her and I ride horses and I'm learning a natural horsemanship and that part of my life is essential so I'm like nope that doesn't get cut out for work that's a part of my whole life that makes me a, a very happy person and a and, and it also informs me as a coach so much 
so much because I'm a learner in that space. It empowers me as a human, right? Learning, like this is your joy. You get to just learn and enjoy without the pressure of like, I have to have it tomorrow. Okay, can I help the artists I work with feel that way even though they have an album coming out in a month or they're going on tour and they're like, I got to fix this now. And I'm like, can, let's see if we can take the pressure off before the career was in, right? And But still get it done. Because again, I think pressure can be healthy. Deadlines are healthy, but it's how we approach them. It's how we work with them. Because they're not stressing us, but they are motivating us. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the, I think I've heard the term like use stress versus normal stress. Like use stress is like the healthy kind of stress where you're, you're stretching yourself, but it's, you know, it's healthy. It makes us happy and it's joyful yeah. stress versus like the powerless stress. So for someone who's listening or watching this right now, um, I mean, this is such, this is literally the foundation of your music career and your, in your life and, and just who you are as a human being is, you know, discovering your purpose and your message and being, being authentic to who you are for someone who's like, who's here right now on the receiving end, what would you recommend in terms of getting started with like how it's <laughs> such a deep, like, you know, topic to flesh out, but like, where do they get started? Like, how do they start discovering that in themselves? It's really right. Like sit down with a notebook, <laughs> like start right. Like ask themselves questions or what would you recommend? Yeah, for sure. That's a good place to start. Well, definitely the ride. Like my class, the ride is a great place to start. The artist circle is a space where we explore these things, right? So in the artist circle, and then I'm going to give you something that you can do right now as you're listening, for sure. But in the artist circle, we do topics that are both inner work and career building. So I have special guests in the wellness world and then mental health and, you know, we'll do meditations, we do yoga, and then we do career building with marketing, strategy, music management, touring, so we go in and then how do we go out? We go in, how do we go out? How do we take the in out in, in form in a business way, right? And mm -hmm. so in that space, we're really working at like emotional intelligence and how do, I, how do I deal with the ups and downs of my career? And through the conversations we have and you have with other artists, you really build a support team. And I'm not the only resource there giving you ideas. Like everyone in that room is talking to each other. So you walk away having met new mentors, mentees, peers, industry professionals and people create collaborations and business relationships and friendships from who you're meeting in that space. So I think that's actually really important. It's, a, it's so important that we go inside, but it's also so important that we have conversation and connection to other people, because if you're only in your own head, you only have a, your ideas, your beliefs and nothing, no comparison. And so like, Oh, I think I'm doing it all wrong. Or I'm the only one who feels this way. And then you get in a room with other creatives and you're like, oh, this isn't a me issue. This is a creative issue. Or, oh, this isn't a me issue. This is a 2019, or this is a 2020 issue in the world of music, right? So you start finding out, oh, I'm not the only one who's struggling with this. And David just told me that he does this, this, and this for it. I had, I've never tried that second one. I'm going to try that. And Mike just told me, you know, and Karen just said this, that was really inspiring. That's That shifted my perspective. So going inside is so important, but also conversation and awareness and information from other people is so important because it gives you new perspectives and also can shift like your awareness and ideas about things that like I said are only coming from you like if you don't know what the standard is because you're only in your own head then you find out the standard and you're like oh oh wait I'm, I'm doing all right here <laughs> you know yeah, I'm sure every every musician that's listening to this right now can have an experience of where they were writing a song or they were recording something and they got in their own head and they're like, this like and they got stuck on a certain part of it and like, does this sound right? Or trying to mix it when 
you know, just having a friend or having someone else that you trust there to listen to it could just immediately be like, oh, yeah, no, that sounds great. I'm like, oh, right. cool. Cool. Yeah. There, I, again, I, I love listening to podcasts and listening to one. There's a there's a new school of thought about education. Right. And, and I was like, yes, please, because sitting in a chair and just being thrown information for eight hours is not learning. Um, I hated it. And what he's saying is that everyone just needs a grandma in the room. Like you don't need anyone directing you what to do. You just need a grandma saying like that, you, you know, you go to your grandma and say, look what I just did. And they say, oh, honey, that's great. Go do it. Go do another one. You just need encouragement, (laughs) right? We just need some encouragement. And with that encouragement can sometimes be like in that space, someone saying, uh, or as you said, if a friend listens to the song says, oh yeah, I kind of, I don't understand what's happening there. Like there's a question to me there. And you go, oh, I was having a question there too. Okay. I'm going to go play with that. Right. And they don't have to tell you what to do. They just are acknowledging that same feeling you were having. So, right. The encouragement is, yes, you're on the right track. That part's off or no, I totally dig it. The encouragement is no, it's there. Don't, don't overthink it. Oh, okay. So I think, you know, one of the things you can definitely ask yourself is with each choice you're making, I put up my two hands and in the left hand is the gig, the thing, the content you want to make, whatever the thing is. And on the right hand is what you think you're going to get out of it. So take the right hand away because it doesn't exist. Whatever you think you're going to get out of a situation, you don't know. You know, oh, I think it's that person. I want to work with them because there's really, they're connected, but they're a jerk. Or, oh, I want to do that job because, you know, whatever the thing is you think you're getting out of it, take that away. Now, the thing itself, do you want to do it? Are you going to learn from it? Do you like the people? Are you being respected in that? Are you in over your head, which means you're going to be challenged? That's excellent. Or are the people jerks? Are they underpaying you? And sometimes that can be okay. You're like, no, no, the, the learning is so great. I'm getting paid to learn. Then no, that, that works for me. Or no, it's, it's so little that I, I feel really disrespected and I'd, I'd rather have my time to do what I want to do until I get a job that pays that. I'll, I'll work my day job instead of that, right? So look at the thing. If you're passionate about it, you love it, it feels good. It's in a, and this is where I look at integrity. Like, is it aligned with your integrity? Then say yes. So for each choice you're making, like, is this working for me? And someone, someone I was working with the other day, they were, they were creating some content for social media and they are like, Oh, I did it twice. And then I just stopped. Cause I, I just, I realized I didn't really like it. And we talked about it. I said, tell me what you didn't like about it. What did you, I was like, this sounds like a really cool thing you're doing. Like I liked the, the concept of it. And they said, well, I just realized I don't like doing it alone. Like I did the second one with some friends and that was really fun. I did the first one by myself at home. I was like, so there's your solution. Like, just do each thing with a friend. Like maybe you have the same friend a lot. Maybe you do it with different friends or maybe you do it in, you go to a public space. So like there's someone next to you doing it also and you have a conversation with them. I was like, that's the answer. You prefer doing it, having that ping pong with somebody instead of just doing it alone. And maybe after you've done a bunch of them, maybe you'd be like, oh, I can do this one alone because it, it makes sense for me to do it at home. Or maybe not. Maybe for you, it's always having someone to engage with that's an easy solution. And now you are enjoying the thing that you want to be doing solved. Mm-hmm. So sometimes it's, it's finding that thing that, yeah, I dig this or, or it's almost there, but it's not quite okay. Why, you know, well, what, what would make more sense? You know, what's, what's in alignment with you? You know, if someone said, Oh, you should sing this song, this would be a great cover for you. And yeah, it's a huge hit right now, but the lyrics say nothing that you want to say to people in the world. You're like, that's the opposite message that I want to give. So don't do that song. Cause again, you think you're going to get something out of it because it's a hit song and people will find you, but it goes against your grain. It goes against what you, the message you want to say. 
that's actually more important. Find a song that's the message, make that super unique. People will find that and resonate with you. But we won't resonate if you don't. We won't resonate with it. And, or worse, worse, you pull it off. You do a really great job of that song and you get known for it. Now you got to sing it for seven years or for the rest of your career and you hate it. You hate the song, the lyrics, you wish you never did it. Mm-hmm. Now you're suffering, right? That's not what we want. You, you want to be in alignment with everything you do. And, and that of course also changes, you know, six years later, you might be like, yeah, I don't really feel that way anymore, but I was in alignment when I wrote it. Or maybe my relationship to that, to that song I wrote 10 years ago is different, but I still stand by it. Yeah, it's still me, like, but I feel differently around it. I can still sing it. That's different than, nope, I never felt it, never wanted to do it, but I did it because, you know, my manager thought I should or da da da, you know, something that's not in alignment with you. So I, for me, that's always the answer is what's in alignment with your integrity, with your passion, your love. And that doesn't mean the artist needs to be in a place, the artist is in a place of like, I know what I'm doing. It's, I got it, I got it. And you're not listening to anyone, you're also in trouble. So it, it's not that, it's, it's, in, it's not ego again, it's integrity. It's, you, we know when we're bending. You know, we know when we're, we're diminishing ourselves. We know when we're diminishing, like, because your gut twists up. You're like, oh, I, just, I, just, I, just, I don't feel good about this, you know? That's what we don't want to go against. And so, and the opposite is do everything that like lights your fire, you know? And then tweak it. You know, you put three things out in the world and one of them, like the audience is going nuts for, okay, keep doing that. You put it out there because you like it. So you feel good about it. Maybe you're like, oh, but I really love this other thing more. And you're like, yeah, but the audience is so responding to this. Feed it, do more of it. And then the other two will follow or a new idea will come. But that's not selling out. That's responding organically to what, like, I'm being truthful. I'm being authentic. And then you keep giving the audience what they respond to. I mean, it's so simple. My Instagram, I started doing, you know, I do vocal tips and creative tips. And that's what gets, most people respond to that. That's what they want from me, right? So, all right, let's just, let's keep doing that thing that I originally had the impulse to do. For sure, let's keep doing that. And then how can I grow that? I have a new idea I'm about to start. That is a elaborated version of my coaching because that's what people want us, you know, if I do, a, I put a flyer up, or actually, I used to put a lot of stuff up of artists I work with. That's not what people responded to. Because if they wanted to see what was happening with Paris, they'd go to their Instagram page. I put it on my story because I'm still shouting out to people, you know, and I do do a shout out. I'm like, hey, check out this artist or check out this product because I really believe in it. Because again, I'm sharing something. But it was that same learning of like, yeah, people want me on my page. I find it slightly silly. Not, that's not the right word. Not silly. I find it a little awkward. I have to take a lot of pictures of myself in order for me to put pictures of myself on Instagram. <laughs> but that's because my ego's like, I'm not, I don't want to like, you know, I'm not, I don't care to put my face out there. However, the format of Instagram responds to my face, right? Like a, a good shot. And then I can talk something creative or I can share something personal. So I personally find it slightly awkward just because I'm not like, I don't care about having my picture taken over and over, but I do want to share with people. And so to do that, that's what I'm going to do. You know, I, again, I, like I said, I put flyers up and you're like, yeah, no one responds to that. So they're not going to get my message if that's what I'm putting up. Right. Yeah. It feels like it kind of comes back to what we talked about at the beginning about 
the mindset of really just serving on the, on the biggest level and thinking about how can I make the, the biggest positive impact and, and help other people. And, and yeah. deep down, that's really what lights all of our fires the most is really our expressing our unique gifts and, and contributing. And so it sounds like what you're saying is that really aligning that with your, yourself, because if you're, you know, it's kind of like if you're, um, let me see if I, I got my keyboard here with me. Ooh. Like, you know, all of us kind of have like a, a frequency that we're resonating at that's authentic to us. Maybe it's like this chord and, you know, maybe there is a different chord. Maybe there's like this chord where, it, yeah, like it would light up and like you'd attract other people who are like at that frequency. But if you, you know, if you do do that thing that doesn't sound good to you, but it just sounds good to someone else, then when you like put it together with who you actually, like your <laughs> the frequency, it just doesn't, doesn't line up. Right. And so... You know, it's like really important to kind of reflect and, and say, listen to yourself and start playing that and then start resonating and, and bring in people that resonate with that, the same kind of thing. That's right. That's the, the thing I said when I, when we started and I said, I walked into this store that I never walked into in like 13 years in New York and it was a whole other world. And I thought, wow, millions of people are super into this. And I had no idea it existed. So yes, whatever you do will resonate with people if it resonates with you, your audience, and the thing that is amazing about the world we live in now is they can find you. Through all the social media platforms, like people can find you. You know, you've got to put it out there. You got to learn how to do that, but people can 100% find you. So yeah, like I said, polka meets salsa music, and there will be people who are super into it. <laughs> like, oh, you know, and it, it is, it's, it's listening to yourself, listening to what, what matches your heart and resonates and then following it through with, is it landing, right? Because if it's only serving you, like I don't want to watch a movie and the actor's crying and I'm not. So I'm like, hey, how about me? Like I came to this, I'm watching this movie so I can feel something and have a reaction, not watch you have a reaction, right? So I want to have emotional experience. So you got to make sure that what you're doing is then landing, right? Okay, I'm feeling it but are, am I taking my audience on this ride with me? Are they feeling it? Well, yes, they are. Okay, so that's working. And that can be so many layered things. That's your personal vulnerability, and then it can be the arrangements. You know, when you go from a record to live, you've got to find the sound of the band that then translates with the live audience, right? So one artist I work with, one of their early tours, the band had a certain kind of configuration and it wasn't really translating. And by the second tour, they changed the setup of the band, the actual instrumentations that were, and the instruments that were on stage. And that became actually their pretty standard setup because, oh yeah, this translates my music better live. It's really, now I'm, I'm feeling it and the audience is feeling it the way I'm intending them to. And, but it took a couple incarnations of the actual instruments and then the play and the players. Right. So it's a back and forth between like, this is what's lighting my fire. I'm loving this. Okay. Now, how do I share it? Is, is it landing tweak till it, Oh, tweak, tweak. Oh, it's landing. Amazing. Let's go on this journey together now. And then, like I said, you grow as a human. So then you keep tweaking that because, you know, chocolate ice cream is great. And you're like, I love chocolate. I love chocolate. Ooh, I want chocolate with sprinkles now. Ooh, I want chocolate with raspberry mousse. Ooh, I, I want chocolate with, I'm feeling sophisticated with, you know, almonds and da -da, caramel sauce. Oh, I'm feeling like a kid. I want chocolate with vanilla bubblegum, uh, bubblegum in the middle. Like, so you're being you, but you keep exploring different sides of you. And, you know, you, you have a relationship, you become a parent, you have 10 years of touring under your belt. You know, you're an evolved version of you, but you're still going to be chocolate unless you jump ship and we're like, uh-oh, everybody's vanilla now. I better be vanilla. 
and that's the end of your career because <laughs> you got to be true to who you are. So be, well, another, be another version that. of chocolate. You're also making me very hungry right now. Like now I really want some ice cream. Um, so, so it sounds like what, what you're saying is that it's important to kind of find that balance between you have to be authentic to yourself and do what, what lights you, but at the same time, if you want to be successful and to connect with people and reach people, reach more people and resonate, then you also have to consider them and whether it's connecting with them, whether it's landing. So it's kind of like a Venn diagram almost where it's like, you have like your circle, <laughs> then you have the other circle. It's like, where do those meet in the middle? And when you find that, then it's like, great. You know, it's like, you can be authentic sure. to yourself and express that. And that's the thing that really connects with other people. A hundred percent, because you're not going to lose your authenticity landing with your audience. It's actually going to hear more authentic slash grow. Again, it's not selling out. It's recognizing this thing I do, or again, I'll, I'll share it this way. Donna Summer was an amazing painter and she loved painting. There's actually a number of artists who are tremendous painters or they have other creative outlets. Uh, Carolyn Mace, she's on my book list an incredible writer. She's a writer, a speaker. She's very much about how to get congruent with who you are. Check out her book, Sacred Contracts. It's all about understanding who you are archetypally, which mm-hmm. oh, amazing, amazing. She wanted to be a fiction writer. Well, she's written dozens of books, just none of them were fiction. Donna Summer loved to paint. She's a painter. Joni Mitchell, one painter. But what vein, what avenue was their primary way to connect to people that people resonated and responded? Music. Thank goodness. Thank goodness we have Donna Summer, the singer. And and this is where I'll go to like Barry White or Tony Braxton. And some people might not know who they are right now. Go check them both out. Tony Braxton, Barry White. If Tony Braxton was trying to sound like Mariah Carey at the time, we wouldn't get Tony Braxton. She's a deep, low voice. Barry White, like he was a you know, big, deep bass. If he tried to sound like Marvin Gaye, we, we wouldn't have gotten Barry White. We would have missed out on his beautiful genius, talent, voice, message, music. So it's it really is. Don't try to be an orange if you're an apple. Like, literally embrace everything you are. And like I said, check out my my website. Uh, I send out creative tips. Check out my Instagram. Come take the ride. The ride is a deep dive into understanding who who are you. I actually have coming out very shortly, so you can look for it in a minute. There's a giveaway. There's a, and one of the exercises I do on the ride is to help people get really connected to, to the music that they love. And like, what is my musical recipe? So I'm, I'm sharing that exercise publicly so you can take it, take that ride, take that, do the exercise for yourself. And you'll be surprised. Worked with an artist from Japan and his music, all the music he grew up with and culturally loving was R&B. Like everything around him was R&B. That, like that's what his friends listened to. That's what was popular. But when we did this exercise, he discovered he loves rock and roll and he didn't know it. He's like, I didn't realize how much I love rock and roll. I'm like, so you want to make some music that has rock and roll. Either it is rock and roll or it's it's rock and roll meets your R&B. Like, but he was like, oh my gosh, there's this whole genre of music I didn't realize I'm so passionate about. So you'd be really unhappy making a lifetime of music that you didn't really vibe with because it's it's what was influencing you only, right? So now he's now he started making music that had the flavors he loved and was, you know, driven by his guitar playing. That's a career you're going to enjoy. That's a daily experience that you're going to enjoy. Not just your career, but like, oh, I get to wake up every day making music I actually love. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And so it's got to kind of take things back to, I really like that exercise that, that, you, that you shared with, you know, holding out two hands and one hand is what you think you're going to get out of something like in the future versus 
the other hand being the the thing, the actual act, the present moment, like what, what do you get out of it? And using that as a barometer to decide, you know, what is worthwhile. Cause one of those things is just an idea and it's not, it's not actually true compared to the one that is actually what you're going to experience. And the things right. that making the biggest impact and expressing the most joy are the things that in the moment, you know, are the things that are joyful. So I, I love that. I love that exercise. And um, I love that you have so many resources for artists for helping them to tap into because this is like such a deep um, foundational issue slash opportunity for, for artists. It's one of those things that you're always um, discovering who you are. And as soon as you think that you know who you are, then it's like, all right, well, that's, oh, shoot, that's not who I am. Like that, <laughs> and then now who am I? And, you know, yeah, the world's going like, to challenge you as soon as you like have to give a handle on something, the world's going to be like, mm, we're going to throw you a little ringer. <laughs> right, right, exactly. So, so I love that, you know, that your whole purpose is around helping people to express themselves. And so I, I know there's a lot of different, a lot of different resources that you offer for, for artists. So if someone's listening to this right now, and you had to kind of narrow it down and give them maybe one place to go to learn more from you or connect with you, what do you recommend that they, that they go to? Well, if you go to my website, you sign up for my newsletter, you'll get an inspiring newsletter and you'll get information about when my events are. So the artist circle happens uh, regularly and then rotating courses on foundation, beyond the notes, the ride. If you sign up for my newsletter, you'll get, like I said, you'll get some inspiration and Instagram. I'm very active, like with my, like I said, my creative tips on it are on Instagram and you can scroll through the series like on IGTV of there's stuff there for singing and songwriting and creativity. But yeah, my, my website obviously is the hub to get to any of them. YouTube has a bunch of creative tips on them and, you know, it's constantly putting it out there. I love sharing something, you know, you can hear me talk. I, I somehow think that what I have to say is meaningful. And so I have enough courage to, you know, open my mouth and share it. But I do, I really want, I would like to change the culture where, you know, life is more fulfilling for more people and more spaces are safe spaces to be vulnerable, right? If you're getting up on stage, that's a designated space for vulnerability. You come to work with me, designated space for vulnerability. You know, walk down the street, not a designated space for vulnerability. But I'd like to see more places in the world be safe for everyone to be honest, authentic, and vulnerable. We'd have a more powerful world that way. That's so good. Yeah, I think that that is important because sometimes it can be like the most difficult stuff to bring up into process. And I know it's like meditation in particular, like it seems like sitting in silence would be like the easiest thing you could possibly imagine doing, but it can be so difficult when you're getting started because that stuff starts to come up and it can be, yeah. it can be scary. So I love that, you know, that that's really your purpose and your vision is to give people that space to be who they are and to express it because there's, there's something healing, healing about that. So it's awesome. So what we'll do for, for everyone uh, listening or watching this right now is we'll put a link uh, in the description. So to make it as simple as possible to go check out your stuff. And I would highly Thank recommend you. going and doing it. I myself, um, you know, we're, we're sort of, we're new friends, so I haven't been to Artist Circle yet, but I, I'm like, I'm sold. Like I, I want to be at the next one. It sounds, sounds awesome. So yeah. I'm definitely going to be, we're, we're going to, we're going to stay in touch. I'd love to, to connect more and to, to attend one of those. So, um, Wendy, thank you so much for taking the time to, to be here and to share, um, share your wisdom and what you've learned. And, uh, for everyone that's listening to this right now, definitely check out the, the show notes and go connect more with Wendy. Thanks for having me. Hey, it's Michael here. I hope that you got a ton of value out of this episode. Make sure to check out the show notes to learn more about our guest today. And if you want to support the podcast, then there's a few ways to help us grow. 
First, if you hit subscribe, then that'll make sure you don't miss a new episode. Secondly, if you share it with your friends or on your social media, tag us. That, that really helps us out. And third, uh, best of all, if you leave us an honest review, it's going to help us reach more musicians like you who want to take the music careers to the next level. The time to be a modern musician is now, and I look forward to seeing you on our next episode.